0: This is the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson, also known as the Purple Haze. And you're listening to Live and In Color. With Wolfie D.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG 13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more, nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome to live and then color, Wolfie D. I got my man Jimmy across the street. What's up, my dude?
1: What up, what up? How you doing today, yeah, Wolfie?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Just sitting here watching this world go to shit as, uh, you know, Israel and all that stuff. But we don't get political on here, but I'll just let <laughs> you know I don't like it. And right. this is a load of crap. And uh, anyway, man, fall breaks over. I ain't got no kids here. And good Lord, I'm happy about that. Love him to death, but uh, I need him out of my sight for a little while.
1: Yeah. Well, guess where I am right now, dude? Where are you at? I'm in a hotel room in Nashville, brother. Nash nice Vegas yeah your hometown man my That's old right. stomping grounds as well but my son has fall break right now and came out and you know he's got a job so it's not as easy to bring him to north carolina so i i said you know what i'm gonna come out here and get a hotel room and stay with you and man just we're just having a blast and seeing That's each nice. other and but i love nashville man i, I ate some barbecue last night and gonna oh, do yeah? something tonight we're gonna have fun man but i was thinking about going to louisville next and then you know do maybe memphis and you know just doing the whole loop you do the lube. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. <laughs> that's, gonna,
2: that's gonna cost you a little gas money.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially since Biden's in oh, right? all <laughs> we there
2: again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember yeah. starting the memphis loop and gas was 95 cents a gallon but that was way back when
1: yeah that was the best days man
2: yeah but man we got a a, a pretty cool show coming up and a very cool guest man has done a lot of stuff man movies i know. Stuff. see i'm so jealous of people that get to do movies and stuff man i've been on you know homicide hunter and done a couple of things like that but Man, I wanted to be in, like, you know, I wanted to be a stunt guy. I wanted to be in some movies like that, man. And this dude has done. He's been the wrestler. He's been in uh, some other movies that I feel like I want to watch just because of the names of them. Uh, one of them, he plays a werewolf with two girls and a something. I don't know. It, it has to be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. But no, it has to
2: be. Two girls and a something. Yeah, two I mean two girls, one cup, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I hope it's not that, dude. Yeah, anyway. it's not that, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I, anyway, I, I, yeah, Andrew Anderson, good friends with uh Jimmy snucker and
1: Kevin Sullivan. Uh um, trained by Nikolai Volkoff, dude. Yeah, I mean, man, I mean he's got a great pedigree for sure.
2: Yes, he sure does, man. He sure does, man. And uh, I think he's got a good story to tell, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh I've met him in person one time at, in Pigeon Forge. Uh, Jason Maples ran that show, Heroes and Legends. Um, yeah, and very cool dude, man. And you know, we we were gonna have him on last week. And uh, that didn't work out, so so we got him this week, man, and uh, I can't wait to get him on the phone.
1: Yeah, man. Well, you know, last week we did a best of show, which yeah, honestly, man, you know, I think a lot of people haven't heard those stories, so it's really cool to do those little recap shows, kind of where we play some of the greatest stories that have been on the show. And you know, we had the Bill Dundee knife, we had the Jamie's eye, and we had <laughs> the Puerto Rico story, icy hot. So I mean, it was really oh, the I don't best of stories. shit to
2: people what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean sometimes it's provoked right i mean come yeah, on, it is provoked but i can be
2: mean put my well, back against the wall i can be real mean
1: yeah well hopefully we're not putting your back against the wall today but uh-huh. we'll, have a, we'll have a good show man but i i think heck why waste time let's get andrew on the phone brother let's get him on here man all right. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, to get your official
2: Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out.
1: If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, guys,
2: we're back. And once again, as promised, we've got a very cool guest. He was a star on The Wrestler, one of my favorite movies. And and, and to be quite honest with you, man, I'm going to tell you something, uh, Andrew Anderson. I'm going to tell you something, man. Mm-hmm. Me and my daughter did not talk for about a year, and she's almost 30. And a few months ago, she called me out of nowhere. I thought I wasn't going to hear from my kid again and she said dad i was watching the wrestler and i just had to talk to you and it struck me in the heart so hard because you know the story of that movie obviously you were yeah. in it uh yeah. but it, but it, it means something to me but uh it, it's just really cool to have you on here man uh i appreciate you coming on best friends with kevin sullivan whom the last time i saw him he was ready to beat up the bartender at uh square expo <laughs> <laughs> remember that do you remember that and, and i went oh. over to
0: him and i'm like man calm down <laughs> So funny man how are you doing today i'm good man and you know what's funny um Kevin Sullivan has wanted to beat up a lot of bartenders over the years. I want to him going in that Boston accent. He'll come over and, and uh, uh, belly up to the bar and, and go, or actually, in his case, chin up to the bar because he's short. <laughs> so short. He'll come up and Kevin will go, I want a double Jameson on the racks. And the guy will pour a double Jameson and he'll pick up the double Jameson, look at it, take a sip, and look at it and go, I said a triple. What? This ain't a triple? The guy said you ordered a double. I said a triple. And, and he'd get that, and he'd get that extra free shot. That's, you know? us. That's <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a master of mind tricks. You know, what I'm saying it's like that guy yeah. from uh, from the Simpsons. I do believe he, my mind is playing tricks on me. So, <laughs> so, but Kevin will make that happen to you. You know, I mean. Yes. But uh, yeah, man, I got to tell you, Wolfie, what you just said about your daughter, man, yeah. it's it's a home run because my oldest daughter and I had a falling out uh, in February. And then, you know, you know, my, uh, my, my, my relationship, my ex-wife had really got really bad. And I yeah. uh, soon to be ex-wife and, and, uh, I haven't spoken to her, my daughter since, since then. And it's just, yeah. it's same thing. It's my oldest daughter and I haven't spoken. My youngest daughter and I haven't spoken. So yeah. it, kinda, it hit home and it hurts. It hurts, man. So I know yeah. I, I, I just, I'm happy you got to reconcile with yours. I hope my daughter's come and talk to me. I mean, I I don't usually, Publicize my personal life and i even no, had, and, and know and I,
2: but, I, I usually don't say stuff like that on here either but yeah but it, i'm just it, making the it, same it meant so it much to me man and it was just so funny because like you know she she was kind of around when i was doing my thing or whatever but then she kind of wasn't and then mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't know what happened but just that movie made her call me and you know just just the fact that you're on here and you were a part of it and uh, it just all made sense
0: for me to say that well you. you know what it is the the movie was an emotional gut punch to to workers yeah and to uh and i think to also family members of workers because you know what oh yeah you don't know if you don't know if if, if randy the ram passed away at the end and he was he never got to reconcile with his kid, you know, yeah, you right. don't know. I mean, he got the, the girl came in, Marissa Tomei's character came in and, mm-hmm. and saw him at the end, you know, saw him die pretty much. Or maybe, you don't know, no, you don't know what happened when the screen went dark. You know what I'm saying? Right, we never made a right. follow up. They were talking about doing it. Yeah. They might be doing it. I got contacted it for it, uh, for a sequel, but nothing ever really came of it, you know? Yeah. And then I also, got you contacted know, some, uh,
2: let me, let me put this on a lighter note. When when I looked at because I, I didn't re- – it's been so long since I've seen it, but I, I looked it up a little while ago before we went on here and doing this. <laughs> you know who you look like to me on
0: there? You look like Bicoli. Luke Spicoli. Yeah, <laughs> you said <yeah>. it first. Spicoli, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, listen to me. Everybody, when I had my short hair, when I cut my hair short that first time, yeah and I I I, I bleached my hair, and I bleached my hair in like, like early – like 1999 – yeah, and um, and then I I grew it back because everybody was calling me Spicoli. Everybody was calling me Louis Spicoli. You know? and uh, so I I I grew my hair out, and and then over the years as I grew my hair out, everybody would call me Big John Stud, <laughs> or they call me because I'm because I'm about freaking I'm about freaking nine inches shorter. I'm only six foot, you yeah. know, and, and, and six six one actually. Six two with boots on, you know the deal. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like Gene Simmons. I'm I'm six foot two, but seven foot two with boots on you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. but no, but no yeah. you know but, but but seriously no It's it, it was like you know everybody would call me Big John Studd and I'd be like well no, actually I'm more like Little John Stud because I'm like <laughs> a whole, almost a whole foot fucking shorter than him but you know um, But, well, but yeah, look, man, you,
2: I, you said Gene Simmons and you know where I'm fixing to go with this man which is like one of the coolest things to me man me and you talked about it uh, last time I saw you in Pigeon Ford okay Ace Fraley man how in the hell did you get to be his bodyguard? And how fucking cool is that? And, and Jimmy, Whoa. let me tell you, Jimmy, my co-host here, he is a he's a musician and he's a big kiss mark too. Oh, uh, I'm, uh, kiss. I saw kiss when I was five years old in uh, in Chicago. The opening act was Judas Priest. OK, yep. I've been that a lifelong kiss tour. I've been a lifelong kiss fan. Uh, tell me about that, man. Just okay, being around
0: well, Let's shoot, let's shoot back to 1989. All right. Um, Ace, did I was his, 15. Com- <laughs> yep. Ace did his, did, did his, uh, his, uh, his second album was, I think it was, um, uh, second sighting or, uh, trouble walking, trouble walking. He was on tour uh-huh. with trouble walking. I met him at the limelight, the, the old church in, 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 uh, Manhattan, the limelight, which was the. The rock and roll church they used to call it. it was a church that was converted into a concert hall, and awesome. I met Ace there. And we want <laughs> to, this is crazy. We wanted get fucked up, so. And I just remember, I just remember. Weeks later, I'm in the China Club, and some guy pinches me in Manhattan at the China Club. He mm. pinches my fucking my my fucking ass cheek. I turn around, it's Ace. <laughs> he remembered me, and next thing I know. Next thing I know, me and him are freaking just hanging out, sitting around, fucking, freaking, totally fucking wrecked, just drinking. He was yeah. drinking like champagne and and beers. Yeah, I was doing shots. And he and, and I just remember that voice. You know, shots are gonna fuck you up quicker. You know, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, man. I go it ain't all the shots. It's the shots going up our nose is fucking us quicker. You know? I was Like, man, that's what's fucking killing us. That's what's fucking killing us. We we were drinking like fish because we couldn't feel. It. We didn't know what the fuck was. We weren't even right. on the. Fu- you know, I, I, I don't think when I whenever I met Ace back in the early '90s, we weren't even in the same stratosphere, man. We were out in space with him, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Ace has been sober for, I think, uh, 17 years already, man. It's like, yeah, like and,
2: and let me tell you, man, the, the, the one time that I met him, uh, this is the story. Uh, they had a wrestling convention, a horror con in Nashville. My mm-hmm. friend, uh, his name's Ben Dixon. He runs, uh, he has a tattoo shop. He has a, a haunted house. He has all this kind of stuff. Lone Wolf is his name. Uh, Mm -hmm. anyway so he wanted wrestling there i wrestled and brian lawler was there with me and me and brian wrestled each other and we get out of the ring and ben goes hey man i got somebody i want you to meet and i had no idea and uh so we go back through these corridors and blah 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 blah, and whatever so all of a sudden he brings me into this room and there's ace and he's signing his book that uh what is that book called? Uh No regrets. No regrets. Yes, No regrets. And I'm telling you to this moment probably one of the only books I've read page to page of my life cuz I don't like reading but I am very <laughs> I can read and I I'm, I'm very uh, good with words, but I read that cover to cover. And anyway, uh met Ace. He he was cool uh and and just that was like Wow. That was my wow
0: moment. I don't mark out for many people what I did for him. Yeah, no, listen. So I, I want to be in friends with ACE till about 93, 90, 93 till about 93. I saw him again. I was, uh, bouncing at a concert hall, uh, called, uh, the rock quarry. And, uh,
3: I'd
2: hate to use the
0: bouncer uh, that I was going to a bar at. Lord, <laughs> listen <to> me, you're no <laughs> idea. I can tell you stories <laughs> about this too. That was a whole other fucking life, man. That's actually how I got. That's actually how I got into pro wrestling cause I can believe I it. It was at a place called the the, the Rock, uh, another club called Rock the House, yeah. and it was yeah. Ace was in the Rock quarry in 1991, 92. I was working, I, I ran into him again. That was like the last time I'd see him for a while. Mm-hmm. It was in 91. But I would run into, I would be working at a a place called Rock the House in Wallington, New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. I just remember there was this big fucking drunk guy. He looked like fucking Sasquatch. (laughs) He was ugly as fucking hell. Do you remember when Andre dressed like Sasquatch in that movie? Yes. (laughs) This guy looked like. This guy looks like Andre in a Sasquatch. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get this guy out of here? He's fucking grabbing <laughs> girls. He's stealing people's drinks. He's downing people's. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's got a fucking, the guy fucking, I grabbed him by his wrist. I fucking hooked him. I got him in a fireman carry because I was I a was high school, college wrestler. Oh I hooked him up in a fireman carry and I'm thinking to myself, this guy's gonna fucking I'm gonna blow my back out. I held him up <laughs> and I literally fucking grabbed the back of his neck while he was face, belly down over my over the over my upper shoulders and I grinded his head right down into my fucking chest. The guy bit me on the fucking nipple. <laughs> Well, I ground his head and I'm holding this big fucking 400 pound motherfucker up. I mean, I don't know if he was 400 pounds, but yeah, yeah, um, maybe 350, 320, something like that. He was because he was, he like, was big foot tall. He was big, and was just, and I'm just holding him up, and and he bites me, so I just freaking ground his freaking head right into my freaking my, my chest, and I was like, hold him there, and it's, and I'm feeling the pain. He's trying to bite me. I had a, I had a t shirt with a leather jacket on, so it wasn't really hurting me, but okay. I pick him up as I'm walking with him. Jeff Miller, the metal maniac, who I had no idea who the fuck he was at the time, walks in with Jimmy Snuka. That's and it. I literally dropped this big motherfucker because I marked out for Jimmy. <laughs> and I dropped this motherfucker right on the sidewalk. Jimmy came in. I proceeded to get drunk with Jeff and Jimmy. Got fired that night. Got hired. Jimmy said he's going to train me. His exact words were, like. But uh, I want to talk to you about business. <laughs> next thing I know, <laughs> next thing I know, three weeks later, I'm driving. Jeff wanted to go home, see his mom. Jimmy wanted, wanted rides. So I'm driving Jimmy all over freaking East coast and into the Midwest with my Camaro when I'm putting fucking miles on a fucking Camaro. Jimmy's in the car freaking my backseat is filled with fucking beer cans and spilled beer, (laughs) you know? And next thing I know is that somebody had to, somebody dropped out. This guy called Sky King didn't show up to a show in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I wound up sub and I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I knew wrestling. I knew from watching it on TV. I was like a fucking glorified fucking backyarder at that point. But I figured that, I'd it. had bumper bump yeah. on the job, fucking training. Jimmy told him I wrestled. I never did. He said, shh, brother, I'll take care of you. <laughs> you know? And he hit me with the splash. told me to sit up. And I got hit with a splash off the second rope, not the top. Because he was afraid I'd, I'd die, mate. maybe. But he, <laughs> like he said, you're, you're a big boy. He goes, he goes, you can take it. So... And then he brought me to East Coast Pro Wrestling School, and I trained with uh, with Gino Caruso, the Kodiak Bear, and Nikolai Volkov, and Jimmy, and Jimmy for a while there too. Jimmy actually had hands-on yeah. training with me early on. And then uh, I want to go get into the business from '92 on, and it was just it was just pretty fucking cool, you know? Yeah, that's it's been a awesome. long. '93, I made my de- my my '92 '93, I made my debut, and on April 28th, I was 30 years in the business. That's pretty cool, though so, Yeah,
3: yeah
0: he's and, man, and I
2: mean uh, I. I let Go me ahead. say this, man. I I watched a... Uh, it was like a, I don't know, Best Of video of you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Judas
1: Priest was playing in the background of it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that I saw the person that broke me in, Gypsy Joe, give you a big headbutt. Did, yeah. did you... Gypsy?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. And, and I know
0: Gypsy's headbutts. So... Yep. Yeah. Yep. He gave I me a headbutt not- in one of the... He was easy to work with, man. I mean, he was so he old. He was school. great, wasn't he? Yeah. Is he still alive?
2: No, no sir. He he died. Uh, it's been quite a few years now. First, they cut his foot off. And some bitch wouldn't die. He just wouldn't. Uh, yeah. he, <laughs> I swear, man. He was the toughest old man I've ever wrestled. And he wouldn't quit wrestling. He wouldn't quit wrestling. I think he wrestled no. up until. Yeah. He just kept going oh. on. Was he didn't yeah. he do that thing
0: with New Jack?
2: Yep. Yes. New jack? Yeah. yeah Yeah, that was in tennessee man and uh i mean i like new jack i've always got along with him i don't agree with some of the stuff he's done or did or whatever but if he would have done that to gypsy and gypsy's prime and gypsy took it as a 70 year old man a gypsy baseball bat shit. Yeah. gypsy mm-hmm. took that shit and uh you know whatever i mean we can go on about that but yeah i just saw gypsy on there and that's the guy that broke me into the business man and uh i, saw no, it I didn't button. even
0: know i didn't even know that they put that match on there i didn't even know that, that they had it on it but that's pretty cool yeah you know it, i mean I just it it a couple, the there's a couple button, of yeah. best of yeah there's a couple of best of stuff there's some some stuff with me with some of my, my higher profile shit then there's ones with me with a lot of acting stuff in it mixed yeah. in with the wrestling and then there's um there's old, there's just old school um, stuff with me and Nikolai Volkov when I, I, I substituted for uh, when Boris Sukov quit, I became the Siberian tiger and, and work with Nikolai again and Right, I You remember. know, I mean, that was yeah. right after he did that nickel and dime vocal off run. You know, they put me back with him, tried to make us the Bolsheviks. You, you've been around yeah. a lot of people that I know, man. Uh,
2: they, when I was watching that, uh, Crowbar, uh, who was my partner, my first partner in TNA when we were Disciples of New Church. i seen clips of you and him. Also, Tim Storm, I wrestled him uh, for Matt Riviera. Um, mm-hmm with with uh traditional championship wrestling tim storm still to this day is the only guy that i know that goes to the ring with a cup in his in his pants i mean is that the first person you've ever seen do that i've never seen anybody come in with a cup
0: i honestly yeah. haven't well he does it i mean I, I know I've, you know see, I've seen guys i've seen guys do the old spinal tap thing and Wrap a fucking banana with aluminum foil and put it in that trunk. So, you know, I mean, I've seen them do that, and I was like, "Fuck!" You know, you know. I mean, the most I have the most I ever put in my trunks was uh, I rubbed the Hershey bar on a pair of white underwear. So when somebody did the sunset to flip, pulled off my 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 trunks, so I look like I had a big shit stain on it for a for a, 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 a comedy spot. But that's the most I ever put in my trunks besides besides a chain, brass knuckles, or a gimmick. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: yeah. Don't you always lose the chain down below your balls? Oh dude, listen to reach that the chain, shit out of your ass. It's
0: always it's always in the crack of my ass. <laughs> it's always in the crack of my ass. That's why the one time I went, I Kevin handed me the chain and and I put it in my in my trunks and then I'd come back and I'd pull it out and hand it to Kevin. Kevin would not take it. And I was like, why? He goes, he goes, I saw it was in your fucking ass already. You did it on purpose, you shithead. <laughs> you, know, funny, tough, man, you know, and the other thing too, was the one time I had, I had, I lost, I had Mark Lewin's original purple haze rope. Yeah. I also had the original brass knuckles that macho man used to knock out Tito when he did the belly to back off, off the apron. Oh, and man. Macho hit him with the knuckles to win the intercontinental title. Wow. I had those knuckles too. And they were, they were heavily padded. It was all foam wrapped in duct tape. They looked like they were a hundred years old. Yeah. I had all that. I lost it on a jet blue flight, you know, Mm. but those things, if those things could talk, those things were in my fucking balls for fucking years. (laughs) Now, one time, one time, one time, my, my, my fucking, my, my dick got stuck in between, the, um, the handle, inside the handle because it was, it was, like, stretchy. And, you know, when you're out there, when you're out there, you get massive shrinkage sometimes because yeah. you're a little nervous. I don't care how many times you're out there, how many times, to- how many matches you're battling When you get out there, you oh, always have fucking It feels like you're coming out of the fucking cold water in the freaking Atlantic you know, on a freaking icy day, and you're freaking. Yes. So, but this was one of those days, and the the opening where my fingers would go through, were stuck inside that. And I pulled it up, and I felt like I gave myself road rash on my balls and cop- <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't you say that on you? the air, right? Yeah. Yes, you, you can. We don't you hold know. back on here. Can you
1: imagine what no, the no. are thinking, I helped Macho Man win the Intercontinental title, and now I have <laughs> Andrew Anderson's
0: dick in me right now. <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was, it was just one of those weirdest fucking things. It only happened once. It only happened once. <laughs> that but, uh, is so funny. Everything else wound up in my ball sack or in the crack of my ass. or somehow, <laughs> somehow, the other thing, too, is every time I had the chain in my, in my trunks, because I suffer from a disease called no ass at all, I have no ass because I because I injured my knees so many times. My my I couldn't do squats, so my ass shrunk down to nothing. So I, I, my my trunks wound up getting too 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 big for me for a while. So every time I put the, if I didn't put them in my underwear underneath, and if I just put them in my trunks, I'd have this little chain dangling out through my freaking crotch, you know, down my thigh. It was fucking. Well, I'll tell you
2: thing. that is uh one of the benefits of the gimmick that I had with the shorts. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. have to put it in my pants. I could put it in my pocket. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I didn't know where sure you were great. going with that. You <laughs> yeah, <where. laughs> I was. I was. I was wondering what you were going to do with that one over there. That, <laughs> <one. laughs> that was. Yeah, PG thirteen could put shit in their pockets. That's uh, awesome. The other thing that the other thing that I watched. That I want to talk about this because this is so funny to me. Because I can't remember what convention it was, but. Uh, I watched a match with you and Tony Atlas, and there was a girl uh, manager with you. I think her name was Lexi Rose or something like that. Lexi, yeah. So the whole match, basically. I mean, you and Tony did some stuff, but the whole match was her stomping Tony in his face with her foot. And I come to find out on one of these conventions, uh, I watched some chick, or it was a referee chick for some i don't know independent thing or whatever but mm-hmm. tony paid her to come over there and stomp
0: on his face what the fuck is his deal what is up with that tony 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 is a friend of mine for 30 31 years yeah and tony his big fetish is feet and he loves feet he just loves sneakers <laughs> sketches tennis shoes he loves certain types he doesn't like pumps high heels and stuff like that he likes girls <laughs> and tennis shoes <laughs> and I just remember the first time I realized this we're doing, it was, a, it was in nineteen nine It was in 1999. And I knew Tony for a bunch of years before that, you know, but it was 1999. Yeah. We're, we're riding on uh, a, in, in, uh, in Oahu on the main, on the, on the, on the, um, right down the strip, but uh, where all the bars are and everything, by the hotels in, in Oahu, and we're going to a sushi place and Tony's driving to downtown Hawaii and downtown Oahu and, and we're in the bus the tour bus and, Tony's looking out the window going, um, he goes like his pumps, high heels, platform shoes. He goes, Converse. Ooh, sketches. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I said, Do you want a pair of sketches? He was like, No, I like me. Sketches on my face. And I was like, What? I didn't get it. And then, uh-huh. and then the match, the girl that was was wrestling, Sandy Roy, he, he, Tony helped break her into business. She was a female bodybuilder. Uh-huh. She was walking on Tony's face. In the match. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And then, then I found out about this. So that match, with, that match with Lexi. Yeah. Lexi, Lexi, Tony, Tony took a liking to her because she had the right shoes on. And uh, Tony Dude, said she was every, laying it in too. Oh, bro, listen to me. Listen to <laughs> me. That was the first time they worked. And Tony told her. He said, He goes, Drew, you go, used to call me Drew. He goes, He goes, Drew, just throw me out the ring, right now to her to Lexi. And then Lexi walk on my face. <laughs> and I was like, What? That's he a- a- goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great face. imitation. That's a great Tony. And Apples, then he's yeah. and then we got in the back and he's bleeding on the nose. And he's going, hur, 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 Drew, that was the best <laughs> match I ever had. Even better than Rocket <laughs> Jones and Rocket Johnson now winning the tag team title. Lexi, <laughs> <hur, hur>. <laughs> you're a good girl. I'll, I'll work with you any day of the week. I was like, dude, I worked you. He goes, yeah, but. She's a lot prettier. Got <laughs>
1: Do you all know what the deal is with that? Like, so basically, there is in your brain the connector that makes like your your sexual attraction. Sometimes it's it's really close to actual like other things, and they get crossed up for people who have foot fetishes, and that's why they
0: like feet and stuff
1: like that. Well, that's I why think, they're attracted think, to feet.
0: I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody, everywhere has a fetish. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it is. I think everybody, everywhere has a fetish. Absolutely. You know, I mean, totally. you got the guy, You got you got some. My 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 fiance now, Karen. She's a she's a a counselor and she's also uh she's a trauma therapist and she deals with a lot of things. And she used to work and She puts away pedophiles and and sexual predators and stuff. And she mm. was telling me, a lot of these sexual predators have these fucking sick fucking twisted fetishes. And yeah. you know, she said that she read stuff. You know, over the years, she she's seen some really freaking bizarre things with these sexual predators. She doesn't work for the prison system anymore, but she said there there she 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 identifies. She said a lot of these fucking people. There was a guy who used to fuck tailpipes of cars.
3: What? You know? oh,
0: a guy and his father used to fuck tailpipes of cars. Crazy shit, right? So you know, a lot of weird people over the. I mean, that was, she's telling telling that was in like thirty. 30 years ago, whatever, but yeah. she said there's a lot of cases and a lot of people have some freakies up, but then you got benign ones like that. You know, people have benign fet- Everybody has some kind of thing that gets them off, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's crazy,
2: man. And I also understand that you have a, a super glue fetters.
0: <laughs> Listen, to me to me. Listen to me. When I when I would when I would be in my heavy drinking days and partying days, you know what I'm talking about about partying. But in those days it was like nobody was safe around me. Yeah. Nobody was safe around me. I would be crazy gluing everybody to everything, the whole rooms, I would be gluing doors shut, hotel rooms, zippers on bags, everything. People were actually afraid to fucking room with me. You know? I would fucking I would glue their shit together. I would oh, the other thing I would do, I would I would take smoke bombs, light them till the fucking flame burned out because I didn't want to burn anything. Yeah. Put my thumb right on on it right as soon as it was hot. I put I actually put a key on it because the key wouldn't get burned my finger while it was still hot. And I would open up somebody's gym bag and throw it in there. And then open up that gym bag. That gear would be purple, yellow, blue, whatever the color was of the smoke bomb. You, you know, and we would just like, oh, it would unleash the thing. I would do all these fucking crazy fucking ribs. <laughs> And I wonder people people are afraid to be around me. They don't, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to eat around me. And I, I realized then fucking one day fucking Crowbar goes, Crowbar said to me, He goes, he goes, dude, you gotta stop ribbing people like you do. He goes, It's fucking brutal. He goes, like, he goes, I mean you're not Fuji or a fucking bulldog, but he goes, Yeah, you're, you're fucking getting a little out of out of control there, you know? So <laughs> you know oh, look, man. the best I gotta tell you, the best fucking rib was we're wrestling in Africa and it's me and me and I remember big you you remember Big Rick Fuller. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Me and Rick Fuller, we're, it, it's the reinforcer and the detonator. That's what they called us, and we're wrestling. And we did a lot of stuff together overseas and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we're wrestling against powers of pain. <laughs> Kevin's managing him. <them. laughs> and I snap man Barb, and I put Barbarian in the fucking shinlock. And all of a sudden, freaking, I smell something. <laughs> and Barb's ripping him. He's part <laughs> up the storm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, and I look over the rough, goes, does he give? And I'm like, do you give? Do you give? And Bob's laughing. I'm like, oh, no, but I give. I'm the guy holding him in the chin lock. And I'm saying, I give. He goes, what do you mean? I go, Dude, you don't smell that? Barb parted. So the, <laughs> the ref turns around and starts laughing so loud. He runs over to fucking Warlord. Barb farted. Runs over to Rick Fuller. Barb farted. Runs over to Kevin. Barb farted. Kevin goes against He goes, farted. He's shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I can smell that out here. You know, it's funny. It's funny as hell. So, I mean, Barb used to fucking he used to eat all that protein, man. Yeah. Barb used to sh- sh- fucking fart so bad. So the War Terry the warlord used to fucking rip them. His, protein his farts Africa. are brutal, man. I never, yeah. I never heard, I never seen anybody eat more. He was the smartest guy alive. Uh, to- uh, fucking Terry the warlord. Yeah. Brought, he brought packets of tuna and, and he brought... Sn- cases of snickers bars and he brought it and he was so jacked up and ripped i'm thinking to myself why is he why is he eating all this fucking sugar because over there you had nothing you know so he was trying to get sugar in his system and protein in his system yeah so he was getting the carbs the protein and the sugar from the peanut bars you know and, and peanut uh stickers and the protein from the um from the tuna packets but you know that was another whole other story man that was a crazy trip but yeah, That's man. You had some career, dude. You had a pretty, pretty freaking impressive career, dude. Oh, yeah,
4: I don't work Working
0: in man. Memphis and everywhere. You worked with everybody. You did so much, man. WCW, I mean, just, it was great. You know, I mean, yeah. Kevin always talked highly of you, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had him
1: on. He was a great Yeah,
2: interview. we had him on. He was great. And uh, unfortunately, I only got to work with him one time. I think it was me and Jamie against uh Rick and uh Varsity Club. Rando.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rick oh. and And do uh, all
2: those crazy throws and suplexes. The funniest part of that whole match was that Rick sets Jamie up on the top rope backwards. Okay. He's going to back suplex him off the top rope. Oh, my God. Jamie hooks the ropes and he's going, I'm not going. I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: I don't believe it. Did he ever go? Rick just hooked him and took him. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to say, did Rick do any of those crazy fucking. Rick was nuts, man. He was nuts. oh yeah. Some of the, I mean, I mean, his lines were so fucking stiff. You know, yeah. I thought Scotty was stiff. I thought Scotty was stiff. No, Rick was way stiffer, man. Rick yeah, was way stiffer. I never got you to know, work. you know right what I learned on that, man. And I've told Jimmy this.
2: I, I've been in there with some guys, uh, like like him and Hawk and Animal and all these guys that throw these crazy fucking clotheslines. I just crowd them. I, I I get my shoulder in because the the momentum is coming from the hand and the forearm. Mm-hmm.
3: So mm-hmm. if
2: I get in close and I let my shoulder hit their shoulder, I'm gonna take a lot off of that. And, I'm, and it's yeah, like, it does. It, it's gonna look good, and and I'm not gonna be dead. <laughs> it becomes, you know what? That's
0: smart because it becomes more of a tackle. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It but it's more of a tackle looks, type looks, it of bump. good. Yeah, yeah, it makes it still looks good, you know. I mean, yeah. I got, I took, I thought Scotty Steiner was fucking stiff, but yeah, you know, Scotty's always been. Scotty's a great guy, man. Scotty always gets bashed by a lot of guys, but I think Scotty. I, I love them both. I love them. I think he's guy, great. And Rick and
3: they, they
2: always asked me this: the stiffest guy I ever worked with, and, and we talked about this last week, didn't we, Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, uh, Perry Saturn, man, God, Jesus Christ,
0: Dude, man! I, have I you with seen Perry. the way he looks? Yeah. Have you seen the way he looks now? He looks so different. He looks like an old man.
2: I was like, yeah, I've, I've heard some unfortunately not good things, and I, I'd love to talk to him, man, because I, I really—he
0: uh, was a nice guy, man. He
2: was. Awesome. I worked.
0: I worked him. I worked him and John when they were the Eliminators, man. Yeah, me yeah. too. You know, I, yeah. I worked them when, when they were the Eliminators, man. Yeah. Fuck. You know, but, oh man, that was fucking. I mean, it was it was sad. And man, what you an know? athlete Cronus
2: was, man, for his size and the things he could oh. do. That 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 backflip, uh, triple backflip thing, and then over the top backflip.
0: Man, he was yep. What an athlete he was, man! Well, before he passed away, we were me and John were talking about doing a a tag team, calling calling us the re-eliminators instead of reinforcer with the Eliminators, the re-eliminators. Yeah. And yeah. we were talking about doing that, and then he just fucking died. And it was such fucking yeah. You know, John was such a good dude, man. I love John yeah. too. You know, yeah. And Mike, he, uh, he and was Alex like a Rizzo, big puppy, man. He was like a he big He was, puppy. he was, and Alex Rizzo too. Alex Rizzo was a good friend too, and the, and the two of them yeah. always used to work together. I'd always team up with 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 John against alex and 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 somebody else I mean one time it was an odd combo. It was me and me and John against Alex and Nikolai. Nikolai was my tag partner for years, you know. Oh, you know,
1: can you do a Nikolai was, impersonation?
0: Well, <laughs> Drew, let me tell you something, Drew. You must be, you must, you you have to be vegan. Have to be the vegetarian. The vegetarian is the way to go, you know. And don't do all these drugs. Like you can't be a drug, can be a drug addict. Like beefcake. I call beefcake fruitcake. You
2: know. <laughs> oh, that's gonna lead me into another question. I got. What's the heat with beefcake that you got? Oh, uh, who told you about this? I just saw it. I saw it on something where you were like, they they asked you a question and and honestly, uh, I didn't
0: really listen. listen to I that. am I have no heat. I have no heat with Bruce. I okay. love Ed. I, I love him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we had we got we got into some him and Greg got into some shit and and I got into some shit with him. You know, uh, we we got into you know family fights. I mean, he's he's mad at me. He says that I ended his career, at his back, uh, and that was a line of shit. Brodus Clay and and uh, Kurt Angle and everybody were at the Legends of Wrestling show. Yeah, me and Brutus wrestled, and he didn't want to. How would you? How be, would you have broken his back? What does he claim happened there? He didn't do anything. He didn't do. He didn't. He wasn't selling, and I was giving him a shoulder shoulder tackles in the corner, mm. and he wasn't selling them. And I, he's standing there looking at me, mm-hmm. so I shot him off into the buckle really hard, and hit him with a fucking with a clothesline or a tackle or something. And he says, "I, I stiffed him," and I, it was not. Yeah. It was there was nothing. Nothing. Totally bullshit. You know, and, and he just. You know, I don't know what, what the fuck happened between me and him, but that was that's what he's telling everybody. He he told Jimmy Hart that. He told fucking Knobs uh, and and Jerry that. I mean, he told a lot of people that shit. And They all say, you know, you know, that's he, his back was already fucked up. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never fucking hurt him. I never hurt anybody in my life. I land, I hurt one guy one time. I I went for a for a Samoan drop and I landed on the guy's face. This big guy Brawley, out of Jersey. Yeah, but, you know, that was that was my fault. And I took credit for it. You know, I mean, that was the only guy I ever fucking hurt. And I like I'm always careful. i never hurt anybody either. But
2: uh, you worked with somebody that's one of my best friends. And he claims that I kill him all the time is Flash Flanagan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flash, Flash claims that I just have beat him to death and I'm the result of all his concussions and whatever
5: yeah. Flash yeah. and I are in the cage we're in the cage for SICW last <laughs> <this past> Jude.
0: He <laughs> drop it over and I hear him go "You deflated <laughs> me i don't know if you've
2: seen some of his shit from uh puerto rico man but yeah he showed out and fucking did some crazy shit man let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South. And I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie Trading Cards. I ran across some of these original sets, they were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 Rookie Card, Ricky Morton, George
4: Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, The Scorpion, The Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels,
2: Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Keresma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me is Steve Bowtie bryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last.
1: Support for livening color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Wolfie at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about eight million balls.
2: Here's what we do in this uh, this part of the show. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a little roll and I'm going to hot tag Jimmy, and Jimmy's going to come in with some fucking questions because I, I'm just off the cuff. I call it in the ring. Jimmy's okay. got a bunch of stuff probably written down that he's going to ask you.
1: Yeah, got, yeah, man. So one of the questions I have, and I mean, you're Andrew Anderson, obviously, so the Anderson name and family. Now, what line of, do you have to go to Ole to get the rights now since Gene's gone? I mean, tell me
0: about the Anderson name. Well, I asked, I asked Ole, I asked Oli a long time ago and he said, okay, I had no problem with it. I, I never really asked Arn directly, but arn has been pretty cool with everything over the years, over the past 20 years. I mean, he's been cool with everything. I mean, yeah. we, we do photos, we do Anderson photos together a couple of times, you know, with, with Brock and him and, you know, and CW, I mean, everything, you know, I mean, it's, it's never been, uh, uh, I never actually asked him, but I asked Oli and Oli was really cool that, I mean, Oli has MS right now, I think, you know, yeah. um, so I mean, he's he. Last I saw Oli, he was in pretty bad shape. But Oli's always been very generous and very nice and kind to me. And you know, he 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 was Booker for a few things that I was in, and you know, you know, really great guy. You know, I mean, it, it, he a lot of people hate him, a lot of people don't like him, but I've always liked Oli. You know, I always call him Uncle Oli because he's always been good to me. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, me and uh me and C W Anderson always talk about doing an Anderson tag team and stuff like that. You know? That would be great. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well I just I mean, figured Oli would be the guy you would need to clear it with anyway. I did, or, I did yeah. clear I did
0: yeah. clear it with Oli. I did. Yeah. I did. That's cool. People say people put on all, the, all these Wikipedia and all this stuff. My, by the way Somebody fucked up my Wikipedia page. Somebody's been ribbing me, put down that I'm a, I'm one of my names is baby gorilla. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so every time I go, I, and then somebody else fucked with me and said, yeah, Andrew Anderson won simultaneously in 1999, Ooh. 1998, won the WCW title by, by beating Goldberg and then beat Steve Austin for the WWE title. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah, God. who put oh this? My you God. know, anybody can go out and be a moderator. Yeah. Fuck up yeah. Yeah. I know I have a yeah. lot of friends that are wise asses, you know? Yeah. So then yeah. The non-wrestling, non-wrestling. I just want to fuck with people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, but no, it was, it was always permission to do it. And it was actually, um, Mike Bucci, Mikey Nova, who gave yeah. me the Anderson gimmick. He's the one who told me to do it, you know? And Crowbar said, uh, what's his name? Uh, from WCW wasn't using the, uh, reinforcer anymore. He retired. So he, he said, call yourself the reinforcer. Arm oh, is the enforcer. You're the reinforcer. Do it. So, and that's how we did the reinforcer. So it was actually Mike Bucci t- um, said, you know, call yourself Andrew Anderson. You look like an Anderson, you know. I mean, the Russians yeah, give cool. me his head, you know. The ma- and right. Billy Eady later on gave me um, the uh, uh, the Mass Superstar mask. It gave me permission to use the Mass Superstar because everybody, wow. Dennis, Car- Dennis Carluzzo put that on me. And I had to do a show. And then I found out, wait a minute. I don't have Bill's permission for this. And I was like, Ah, you don't Ah, you're okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just do it. Just do it. You know, he was the the insurance salesman or the freaking that he was, you know, so he you know, <laughs> the, the, the mortgage insurance salesman. So I was I was like, Well, this is Bill's sound right. Come on, Dennis, but I'm I'm kinda green, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm only like eight years in the business, whatever. I'm thinking okay, you know. Then he books me Andrew Anderson uh, not he, he said, I got I got Andrew Anderson booked against the, uh, uh against the. Uh, uh, Demolition Axe, and all of a sudden he posts on the poster. It's the mass Superstar versus Demolition Axe. I'm like, oh, Bill's gonna kill me. You know yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my God. So you know, so I mean, because every time I wrestle him as Andrew Anderson, you know, I, I mean, Bill was one of the toughest guys alive at one point. You know, yeah. Bill would fucking fishhook me the whole match. You know, what I'm saying in my mouth and everything, just have fun with it. But I mean, Bill was cool, and I'm thinking myself, he' gonna kill my ass. You know, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, out of respect, I can't fight back for my life. You know, Something right. Like that. Of I'm like, you know. You, you thinking to yourself, well, wow, that Bill was so gracious. said I was great, you know. And then it was just really fucking cool. So then I did the Mass Superstar with Moonlight as him. That's why I never got any tattoos, you know.
1: Yeah, that's so, amazing. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. So another question I have is obviously we've been talking about him quite a bit throughout the show here, but give me some things that you've learned from
0: Kevin Sullivan. Just you know, um, things don't spread yourself to 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 uh, yourself. Keep yourself, every time you've you, you got a lot of conventions going around, pull yourself off them for a while. Yeah. Pull yourself off. Make yourself scarce. So the people, and he said he got that from Terry Funk. Wow. He got that from Terry Funk. He said, when you start making money and people have your shit already, they're not going to want it anymore. Yeah. So that's, why I go to, that's why I pulled myself like off the big event in New York and a bunch of other stuff because I'm, I'm a New York guy. Everybody's got my shit. Now when I come right. back, you know, people buy shit every now and again. You know, I'll stay off for two years and come back and do something. I mean, that's the key to, I guess the longevity in a way. The other thing I learned from Kevin Sullivan was to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And the thing I just recently learned from Kevin Sullivan was to, uh, to not to post all this fucking crazy stuff, you know? Cause I mean, I, I, I did a lot. I did a lot. I posted, I went to the Maldives with my fiance and I posted a lot of stuff down there. And my daughters really got hurt. They didn't know I, my, well, my youngest daughter didn't know I got engaged. And, uh, you know, and it was just, it was just really tough. So he, he, he like, sort of like, you know, keeps me in line with a lot of stuff. The other thing is psychology. Um, he, he, he shows me, he taught me lessons more. Um, he helps me be, to be stiff in the ring without being too stiff because I used to be stiff. Yeah. I could be either really super stiff or, you know, like when SW Fury was running in Texas, they wanted Texas style wrestling. Now I'm still, I'm just coming off East coast runs for, 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 for a number of years and I'm hitting like Jimmy Snook. I worked, I worked like Snooker. Yeah. I was very light, you know, I was trained by Snooker. So I'm, I'm wrestling very light for a while there. I mean, I've also wrestled very stiff when I have to do stiff stuff. When I did the stuff in Japan and stuff, that was, A lot stiffer when I did the stuff, you know, for, for, for working a lot of the ECW guys like new Jack and, 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 uh, you know, guys like that. I was, I was working, you know, hardcore stuff. You, you brawl when you're the nasty boys, you brawl, but you don't kill each other, you know? Um, so I would, I would, I, when I got there, Kevin said, you gotta be stiffer. So I, I literally after 25, 25, 26 years in the business, I had to freaking to totally like retrain my punches to get a little harder. Not not my punches because couldn't punch my forearms, which were the drizzling shits. I never, I never <laughs> threw forearms. I always threw punches. In Texas, they they had this company, SW Fury, and they didn't want anyone to throw punches. They huh. wanted to make it if you throw a punch, you, you'll get you're disqualified right away. So yeah. that, that was the one thing to distinguish them. So all of a sudden, I had to throw forearms. I had to throw forearms, headbutts, everything else, you know what I'm saying? But and, and do stuff that I didn't normally do. So it was out of my wheelhouse. But Kevin yeah. helped me work through all that. And Charlie Haas, too, helped me a lot with that, too. Charlie Haas, you know, he 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 put me through the ringer with a lot of stuff. So it was a great time, And I, I've too.
2: never, but, I've never, I don't think ever in my life thrown a forearm, Uh, being a Memphis guy, if you can't throw a punch, you're not going to get over. So yep. that's just the difference, man. I just – I had to yep. learn how to throw one, and, and I credit another person we talk about a lot on here is Lawler. The best punches in the business. Yeah, and I just would you know, watch he, him, and man, love it. Because most guys only have one punch. They have one yeah. punch they throw, but Lawler – He'll throw lefts, rights, uppercuts with either hand, and 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 I always prided myself on being able to do that also, man. But yeah, the four
0: never could get you know into. You no, know else had the best punch in the business too. Terry Funk, Terry Funk, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, so great. And Terry yeah. Funk and and, left. and Bob Cook, Bob Cook, um, yeah, from yeah. you know, I remember Bob. Bob he calls himself a jobber all the time. I call himself a fucking. I call him a legend because he worked with everybody, and Bob's yeah. a great dude. And I think it's somebody you should have on your show soon because I mean oh, Bob would really love dude. to uh, love hook to, you know? us up with him. I'll be glad. Yeah, to I'll definitely him. hook you up with Bob because Bob is 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 to me he's a good friend. He's one of my my biggest supporters over the years, and 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 when I've been down in the dumps and stuff, I'm ready to quit. You know, he's always come come to my you know yeah. And he also runs helps Brian Blair and other guys run the Florida Legends Lunch, which he puts a lot together and helps a lot of things a lot of uh, the, the Florida a lot guys. Of cool I, I lived
2: in yeah, for about a year and uh met a lot of cool dudes down there. Uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is mm-hmm. Kevin. Joe Gomez. <laughs> uh, Steve <laughs> yep, Kern, yep, yep, And uh Dan Spivey, man, is a I love Dan Spivey, man. Uh,
0: the wall down the Legends lunch. I think there's one on the twenty seventh. Now on the twenty seventh of October, I'm gonna be at Chiller Theater, so I ain't gonna be able to do that, but they're having the Legends lunch, and they're honoring uh, Al Perez, who's another Florida guy. Oh, so, yeah. Al Perez. You know, yeah, I'll tell so, you. you know. I'll tell you.
2: When I went to uh, TNA, mm-hmm. nobody was doing it anymore. I don't know if you remember Al Perez's Whirly Bird, where he'd pick him up and spin him around, do the helicopter spin. Yep, yep. I completely stole that from him because I'd never seen anybody do it since then, and I and I made a good thing out of it in TNA, and like that was my move. That was the whirly wow. bird, man. And, and uh, I, man, I'd I'd love to say thank you to that guy, honestly, because I stole
0: <laughs> that awesome.
1: him. He was super That's underrated, awesome. man.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, no, he was super he was, underrated, he was, and, he, and and one of the best bodies in the business, you know. Yeah. yeah, he was he was great. I mean, he, he always looked fucking good. He was always, you know, he was. He was a pretty boy but a badass, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Plus he had my you know. favorite
1: manager Gary Hart. That was my guess. Well, Gary so. Hart
0: was one of the best. I I wish I had I wish I met Gary, but that was a little before my time, so Yeah. You know, yeah. I got yeah. to I got to meet like Skandar Akbar. I got to meet, you know, I got to work with Captain Lobano in my first match. My first ma- no, my first time with a manager was Captain Lobano. I That's mean, amazing. A lot, of, you know, I mean he, he managed me on like four matches in a row. It was just fucking cool as shit, you know. And then you know, later on, I had I, when I teamed with Nikolai the you know, Iron Sheik, managed us a lot. You know, I mean, I, I had a lot of great people come into the ring. You know what I'm saying? And one person I really I, I would have been Jim Cornette. I mean, oh I, yeah, I, I loved, I'm a big fan of his work and stuff like that. You know, yeah, yeah. just uh, and, and unbelievably talented and one of the best minds in the business, Jim Cornette. Absolutely. everybody says Kevin Sal best minds in the business. I always say Kevin Sullivan, and Jim Cornette, Bill Watts, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, yeah, and Eddie Graham. You know, I mean, fucking yeah, unbelievable. I and Jim Ross. And Jim Ross too. Jim Ross is just. Yeah. People don't credit Jim Ross enough. You know. Maybe so, Jerry
1: Jarrett too. Maybe we we'll, we'll say that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Oh my God, Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Fucking. Yep. And Jeff Jarrett. Jeff. Jeff is a fucking. Knows what the fuck he's doing. That guy's He's a fucking machine. hustler, bro. He's, he's a, a hustler, hustler and he's he's a machine, man. He looks yeah. better now than he did back then. You no? Know? I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Still My throwing that flipper, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Unbelievable. I mean yeah. unbelievable. So, you know, but yeah, so what else you got? Throw at me.
1: Oh yeah, so okay. This is just a kind of a nosy question here. So Hollywood, man, the wrestler. You did uh, one of my favorite shows. Actually, I think it was very underrated, especially about how it did the Batman universe with Gotham. You were a demon on there. You you were in the show Sneaky Peep, you know, and that was cool too. But any future roles coming up, man? What do you
0: got coming? Yeah, up? I got I got something going on uh, with Marvel, Marvel Disney streaming. Oh, Disney Plus, dude. Oh, Damn. yeah. So uh, I got I'm actually going to be on a Marvel series coming up. Uh, well, I know you uh-oh. can. Can't say
1: that because you'll hit a sniper, a red dot come on your forehead there. So we'll leave you yeah. alone. But <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I mean, that's, that's that's pretty pretty cool. So you know, and uh, the screen actors go strike put everything on hiatus. But yeah, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait to accomplish that. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth right now because of my divorce. I'm going through a really, really, really tough time. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 with a beautiful girl. I mean, she's freaking. Drop dead fucking gorgeous. My girlfriend Karen, my fiance Karen. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. She comes That's to the sure. ring. she comes to the ring with me, man. She works to the ring. She's actually doing high cross bodies off the second rope onto guys. She's not taking yeah, bumps to catch I, I, her I told
2: you on Facebook, man. Take a bump for her, bro. Come on.
0: <laughs> uh, she, she's fucking great. It's I was going to take a bump bodies, when I caught her. You, you know,
2: catcher, man. Go down, man.
0: Go down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm comfortable <laughs> with this the whole thing. This is what we're doing. We usually do the old spot where I grab the heel I'm, or I grab the baby face, I hook him, and I say, Karen, get up there. And She's going to come off the top yeah. and land on him. She, he gives me a shot or, or nails me, it rolls out of the way, and I land, I catch her. I put her, I look at her, I'm like, oh, I got you, I got you, babe. I put her down, I turn around and he super kicks me or a fucking, very whatever good. he does, a baby face, baby face over. That's a good spot to do, you know? Yeah.
2: So. I, I will say it's very, uh, honestly, inspirational, man, because I can tell, man, you love her and she loves you because I, I, you know, I follow you on Facebook and and social media and stuff and you guys,
0: uh, you guys are uh, in love and that's very inspirational. Yeah, like man. That she's really, she, she's the like best that besides my two daughters, which I don't even I don't speak to right now, but my, 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 my fiance is the best thing that ever happened to I me, mean, man. She takes care of me. You know, we, we, we work good together and, you know, it's just, we're a team and you know, and she she tolerates the wrestling business and she's actually coming with me, escorting yeah. me to the ring where she's, where she's allowed to. And, you know, I mean, you know, and she's yeah. training a little bit, you know, which learning how to do everything. And, you know, I mean, so like I said, she's very, very, uh, very, very tolerant of, uh, it's awesome.
2: It, as wrestlers, you know this. It's 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 hard to find a good girl
0: that'll uh, uh, yeah have your back on all this kind of stuff that we do. You know, I mean, look, look, I I, I had two ex wives, you know, and uh, you know they they the one the first one didn't tolerate the second one was kind of tolerant of it because I was making money and yeah. you know, but in the, the reality was that they they couldn't stand the business, you know, yeah. so which was. Yeah what it was you know but,
2: but listen here man uh we're not going to keep you no longer man i know you got things going on today but what i want to give you an opportunity to do is uh, plug uh whatever social media you got that you you want people to buy stuff or where can they see you or what do you what do you want to talk about man
0: well you want to get andrew anderson t-shirts go to pro wrestling tees com slash andrew anderson and get your uh, Purple Haze, Andrew Anderson, the reinforcer. Yeah, I got a Halloween pumpkin, purple pumpkin shirt out there with me, the Purple Haze pumpkin. That's awesome. I got all that out there uh, for the for the season. And then, uh, so we have that. And then we have uh, Facebook, the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson, Facebook, Andrew Anderson, and then uh, my personal page, Andrew Anderson on Facebook. Yeah. So you have all those different ones. The one, the, the one with the, uh, me bursting in the flames is the one, the Andrew Anderson personal page. Um, I don't know how full that is. That's always full, I and mean, my 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 moderator, my my agent, always deleting stuff and deleting my comments when I make something too stupid. You know? so, <laughs> you know, which is which is. Quite I wish often. I had one of those cause, hey, yeah, am I? I know, and yeah. it's like they, they they become my filter, you know. So <laughs> my agents become my filter. I was like, he's like, you can't do this. You can't do, You can't put that up. Can't put that. Up. Take that <laughs> so and, uh, so so I have that, and then I have uh, my Twitter. Uh, one is Drew the Wrestler at Drew the Wrestler. Uh, that's Twitter, I think, and then uh, Andrew the Reinforcer is the Instagram. And but I'm going to be at uh, the Parsippany Hilton or the Hilton Parsippany, New Jersey, on October 27th, 28th, and 29th for Chiller Theater Expo. I'll be there along with uh, guys like Chuck Zito and a whole bunch of of celebrities, pop culture celebrities. It's one of the biggest conventions on. In, um, in Northern Jersey and then in South Jersey in Atlantic City at the Showboat um, Casino and Hotel uh, on October 20th, 21st and 22nd, which is my birthday, the 22nd, we're going to be at uh, New Jersey Horror and it's great because I get to reunite with a friend of mine, Peter Chris from Kiss. He'll be there. So oh, yeah, a lot of us are going to be signing. Um am so uh, you. you know, uh, God damn it's it. a It's a really, really cool thing. And, you know, I just got done working with Ace, bodyguarding him at a Debonair musical a few weeks back. And he's in an appearance there, just hanging out and watching so some of the fans. Can yeah, we just be so.
2: friends so I can, like, hang out and meet them? Absolutely. But you got to get your ass up here.
0: So you <laughs> yeah. got to get your ass up here. So, you <laughs> All know, right. so. But uh, yeah, I got that. And then I also have on November 11th, Jason Knight from ECW fame. You know, Jason, he's doing his assault championship wrestling. Um, I don't know if you did any interviews with him, but you should try to get him on your show
2: yeah he actually was a part of me and jamie uh when we worked ecw he was kind of at the end there he was a little affiliated with us he ran in and did a thing on raven or something like that i can't remember but yeah man cool dude and
0: uh man he's you're trying cool to get he's, i appreciate he's you. trying to get off the ground and i try to help anybody anybody listen to me i try to help people man that's always been my thing you know i mean right now i got a lot of detractors going out there because of my my divorce situation the shit my kids i got a lot of things going on i'm not going to discuss it but you know yeah. I've been bashing a lot lately and it's, it's been tough you know it hasn't been easy you know when you when you go from being this guy that has that's been this has squeaky clean reputation all of a sudden you know you got people calling your names and yeah. smashing you and, and 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 Karen for no reason you know what I'm saying yeah. I mean I mean look I, I, I'm not an angel. I was never an angel. You know, I, 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 my life was full of infidelity and stuff like that. And I did a lot of bad things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I also yeah. did a lot of good things. And people seem to forget the good when you're doing something. Oh, like, absolutely. They're like, only good. The to look at the I, bad, man. They're only know the bad. I've been there,
2: done that.
1: And, yeah, you can ask a bunch of people. <laughs> and we're not that <laughs> kind of podcast either. We're, we're not, not that. No, we're not. We don't. We yeah. don't. We're not, like, looking for viral. Maybe we should, but we don't look for negative stuff to go viral. I know so many shows that do that, and it's just
0: not what we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I appreciate you guys having me on. Wolfie, you're a great dude, man. I'm glad we got to connect at Pigeon Forge. I hope we do so very soon. Maybe you can manage me on some of the shows because you said you went through some freaking health issues and shit. Oh, I got a bunch of those, man. I'm trying to. Yeah, but I'm glad you're you're okay, and I think we we could do something where you could manage me on something, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome, You know. Call me up. You still still got a vicious punch, so, you know. (laughs) Ask Flash Flanagan. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
3: Hey,
2: man. Honestly, great talking to you, man. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on and giving us your time. And uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. And, Jimmy, we don't have to fucking milk this, man. We're coming back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And we'll be back thanks man <laughs> yo man thank you so much dude thanks buddy i appreciate you very everything was good, good right very good
3: excellent it was great. excellent yeah
2: well listen you got my number now stay in touch all right yes sir yes sir jimmy thank you so much buddy thank you uh honestly man i hope everything works out for you man I, i'm not just saying that all right we'll be i love you buddy We'll well hey man we thank you me. so much thank
1: you okay yeah. yep. bye-bye take care hey dj hit that music All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything. And Wolfie, as always, our listeners came through with some great questions. I tell you, man, they're just never running out. And you know, sometimes it does get a little thin, but sometimes it is a plenty, as they say. And so <laughs> a I'm a
2: cornucopia.
1: Stuck. A cornucopia of questions. I feel like You know when I learned
2: a- that word? I learned that word in middle or elementary school when you about uh, thanksgiving yeah
1: yeah thanks you you would kind of color the cornucopia and yeah yeah, yeah. all the little fruit and pumpkins falling out of it yeah pumpkins and grapes and it was like fruit of the loom for underwear but <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> I got cornucopia in my Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> Wolfie C, huh? You're Wolfie C. Yeah. So anyway, well, the we got some great questions. Like I said, one of the questions I definitely want to ask, and I think this has kind of been answered in the past, but this would be fun to hear the question. So Richard Westbrook from Facebook has a cool question here. He says, would you take a job if it was a rapper? Like- I know. He's a, oh, nice. Okay. He's a Louisville well, rapper. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Richard hit us up with some tunes, man. We'd love to hear them. So would you take a job if one were available in, in creative? Uh, for sure. Yeah. I'd,
2: I'd take a job, uh, with, with any of them doing something like that. Cause I think I got a mind for it. And I think anybody that knows me and has been in the business with me knows that too. So yeah, yeah. for sure. I'd take a job, man.
5: Yeah, I mean,
1: I could see you offering so much. I mean, for sure, you would be a great agent and producer, but I, I would like to see, I think maybe AEW might be a better fit because they still let the wrestlers in on creative. It feels like Hollywood writers do it, you know, do it for WWE. I'm sure there's the Michael Hayes and, and some of those guys, but, but I would love to see some of the things. I mean, because, dude, I just interviewed Still Real Dave Wills on the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling stories from across the street. Thank you for mm-hmm. the name of my show, Wolfie. Yeah. (laughs) And I just interviewed Dave Wills, and he was talking about the other night how great Monday Night Raw was because they were doing Memphis-type stuff where there would be guys come down to the ring out of nowhere with no explanation, but it made sense and it worked. And it was just exciting stuff, and he compared it to old Memphis stuff. So I I could see you offering that a lot to a current program, you know?
2: Yeah, just like a lot of guys have said, man, it's still the same formula, Uh, you, you know. Uh, some things have changed as far as in ring and all that, but it's still the same formula.
1: Hey, Amen. I mean, and that's that's just this. The, once you get the formula down, you know, then you can really get creative with it, I imagine. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next question is from Kyle Vaughn. Sent us a lot of questions, and a lot of them are great. And I'm going to ask a couple here. So Kyle Vaughn on Facebook asked this question He says, Tell us the differences in working for a Burt Prentice versus a mike porter the literal last two carnies in the world <laughs> during those late 90s early 2000s years tell us a little bit uh, the
2: difference is i really didn't work for mike that much just because uh, i think personal differences mm-hmm. things like that i think i've talked about that before uh burt You know, Bert took care of me, man, on on payoffs, and and Bert gave me, uh, and not that Mike didn't. Most people in that time frame knew that I knew what the fuck time it was, and they'd give me uh, control over what I was doing and what I wanted to do and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'd put Bert over more than I would Mike.
1: Yeah, me too. I agree. You know, honestly, Bert paid me better for what I did than anyone, you know, so definitely appreciative of that. So, okay, so this one's kind of, you know, interesting, and especially since OVW is the big thing right now, you know, Kyle's asking – Yeah. I mean, the wrestlers, man, come on. I I think people are begging for a season two. I really think it's done a lot of positive things for them. And very exciting to see that we had cash flow on before he did 30 other podcasts. So we did it first. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so this one's another one, you know, that I just want to, I think is a cool question. So when you went to OVW and reinvented yourself, did you feel like WWE was going to pick you up as a single? I've always preferred Wolfie DR slash, but it's still the same dude. You know how to work. And you seem cool. It does look like you were really trying to put the extra WWE size on, separate yourself totally from PG thirteen, yep. maybe because of Jamie's bad rap at the time, and just go in a totally different direction.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and they were going to sign me. I mean, and I, I again, I've talked about this on here before. Uh, I shot myself in the foot. Uh, Jim Ross came to me, and that's exactly what he said to me. He said, "Hey, man." We're looking at you again. Uh, Just don't shoot yourself in the foot because you knew my reputation. And, you know, as far as partying and stuff like that. And and, and in a way, man, it's kind of it's almost like a double standard because like first time up in, in Nation of Domination, man, everybody was doing shit, man. Everybody was. We just. We weren't on the high end of the totem pole. Yeah. So it it, it looked bad or whatever. And, you know, you you give I can give so many excuses, but I'm not that person to give excuses. So I've always said I shot myself in the foot exactly as Jim Ross told me uh, not to do. And I did it. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to fucking hold back on that. I mean, I did. And uh, you know, I, I they gave me opportunities, um had some good matches as slash. A lot of people don't know slash worked for WWE. Yeah. Uh but he wasn't under contract, but he was about to be. And uh I just kind of fucked it up, man. And you know, you live and you learn, and I guess they say everything happens for a reason, even though I fucking hate that
1: fucking saying, but right. <laughs> It is what it is, right? Yeah, it is what it is, man. But was it that promo that you were standing in the ring with all of you guys together and you were having issues? That
2: that was one of them. That was one of them. But also, um, just they gave me a loop in Memphis uh, to do me and uh, Kevin Thorne, Kevin Seven, uh, Mordecai. Uh, we, they had us tagging together and did a few shows and stuff. And man, I'd been out all night and I was just taking a nap. Most guys take naps in the locker room. Cause you're there from one o'clock till fucking bell time. You know what I mean? And I took yeah. a nap and, uh, they woke me up right before it was time to go. And I went out there and did it. I did there's nobody that can say, Oh, he went out there and looked bad. No, he right. didn't. I, he he had to be woke up. But as soon as I woke up, it's like for me, like I've said a million times, it's like riding a bicycle, man. Uh I'm 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 good at what I did. And it's like riding a bicycle and wake me up before you go, go. <laughs> you know, no, but wake me up, man, and I'm good, man. And I went out there and did my job. But uh, you know, I guess just being asleep at that. Time or whatever just didn't set right with a couple of people and and I didn't have the uh, stroke nor the nor the people maybe on my side. They could say, hey, man, fuck. He, he he fucking went out there and did it,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean it w- you didn't have the stroke to take a nap. That's crazy, man. Yeah, wow. It I'm wasn't sorry.
2: just a nap. I'll just
1: say that it was. Sure, just- I get it. Sure, I did I
2: sleep it. right then because I had not been to sleep, so <laughs> I needed to sleep. But I woke up and I did my job, so
1: whatever. Yeah, and it was a good match, I'm sure. But yep. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Against too Cool, that's hilarious. You're standing across from the ring against the guys who essentially stole.
2: Yeah, I was working him. PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, that's brutal. Oh, well, that's just even more of a slap. No, I, I know you you let that water go under the bridge, but that's still kind of weird how things work like that. Right. Uh, so, well, that's all I got for today, man. I'm taking it easy on you. We had three really good questions there and I'm glad you answered them so well. I mean, I really just think that the jewel of this show today was our awesome interview with Andrew Anderson, man. Yeah, really.
2: man. And, uh, I, I'm so glad that he came on here. Me and you talked about it beforehand. It's like I kind of knew him. I kind of don't. And, and and let's see what we get here. And, man, it turned out great. It turned out it really great. Did. What a very cool dude. And, man, he, he articulated himself well and, man, told some funny stories. And not to mention uh, he's cool with Kiss, man. Fuck, dude, how,
1: how that's all we cool need to know. It? Yeah, that's all we needed to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. shock me. (laughs) Make me feel better. Dude, I've been watching some videos on YouTube where they're playing live and I can't remember where it is, but they play she and they play and dude, they're just so good, man. They're just so tight and so it's just it's the original four, and they're playing like a little live show. And and I don't know, I can't remember where it is, but I watch all these videos and it's at the same place. But one of them that stands out is definitely one of my favorite songs. She is just such a great riff, man. That lick is so She's cool. Good.
2: I like yeah. Uh, uh, "Parasite." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. I think that's underrated too. There's a oh, lot okay. of their songs that didn't get airplay. That yeah, I think are "Wave," "War Machine," and I War know Machine. like nowadays, like people hear that and yeah, but back then it didn't get airplay. War Machine. Right the best songs they ever had i think but
1: i agree it's like a
2: big used to come out today yeah
1: lord humongous did too i mean i just think it's like their black sabbath song man it's just got that powerful riff and yeah. it's just so heavy and so good man yeah. just incredible stuff air car on the drums dude I'm, we can I'm have
2: there. a whole show about kiss
1: I mean, I'm ready for it whenever you are, brother. So, <laughs> are, are the listeners ready? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, t- let us know. Are y'all ready for a show about KISS? <laughs> yeah.
2: I wish we could get Andrew to
1: get Ace on here for us. but Oh, my God. Yeah. Awesome. But y'all anyway. want to sponsor that? Get your, yeah, yeah. Get your business like, on the show. Awesome. We'll, yeah. Sponsor that show. Get Ace on. That would be amazing. So, yeah. Let's put a yeah. pool together. <laughs> but anyway. Thank you guys once again for listening to
2: us bullshit our way through an hour, and uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed it and uh, we'll see what we' come up with next week man it's 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 week to week we're paycheck to paycheck around here Even though it's a paycheck we're just paycheck to paycheck. We're just guess the guest, to guest
1: and- yeah. you know, is it direct deposit to direct deposit now though no. you remember how it used to be paycheck to paycheck, but no. anyway that's a whole other story anyway thank you wolfie
2: (laughs) love you jimmy man love Love you bud love you listeners and uh tune in next week we'll see what we got for you i hope it's good
1: and now a word from our sponsor
4: ladies and gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling
0: It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're gonna love my show.
5: So that was another great episode. Hey Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right? Wolfie. Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG thirteen and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey Jimmy, before we go, real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that even more is the people that are listening and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat
3: for you don't. He got a
4: cat for you don't. I got a cat
3: for you don't. He got
5: a cat
4: for you don't. And here we go The original white boy That came out sagging Not bragging Don't be hating Cause I'm spitting the truth Still living in color Don't rush your mother Utilize a hubcap like any other Back in the day I was N.O.D. And I was P to the G Plus the one and the three In case you forgot they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. How up suckers taking credit for what is mine? You know who you are. Without me, name dropping wrestling's first white boy, boy coming out. Hip hop, been doing it like this since '92. Played low for a while and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking that. there's no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks than over one or three I'm not here to play games, so you better be right. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care Every time I keep ticking and I can't stopped You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When my finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up driving it home is rookie really dream baby huh. i got a cap for you don't i got a cap for you don't i got a cap for its home i got a cap for you
1: don't this has been a james rock street production